Hello and welcome to the Tremendously Awkward Podcast. I'm Dan Barry. And I'm Tiny Tim. And Tiny Tim screams into a microphone to start <laughs> another podcast. <laughs> I think I think the drinking game is going to be solely around when you start a podcast and scream into a microphone. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, how How's it going, Billy Boy? Tiny Tim. How's it going, Tiny Tim? Uh, it's, it's going well. Uh, I'm relaxing right now in my, uh, in my room. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at some of the things that I have displayed that are strange. And one of the things is a Tiny Tim board game that I bought at a pawn shop um, about, I don't know, four or five years ago. It's called the Tiny Tim Game of Beautiful Things. And How much money is it worth right now? I spent $40 on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it go for like 75 This one is in, it's not in like mint condition. I'd say it's good. Good right. condition. So, I mean, you know, for the right buyer, I could probably, I could probably get a hundred bucks for it, I'd say. You know, there's 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 a handful of people as weird as I am out there that enjoy uh, just stupid shit. Hell yeah. Also like this uh, can of baking powder I'm staring at right now, too, because it was shown in The Shining. So I decided that I needed to buy it. A can of baking powder. <laughs> My favorite movie, man. I love The Shining. Yeah, it's a hell of a movie. I um, I'm very sunburned again. Because that's my my modus operandi. Yes, uh, yes, you are. You're like <laughs> you're like a crab. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I was going for. That was the look I felt that I could bring back the crab people. Uh, no time. But you know what? This day and age, right now, 2020, we need the crab people. We need them back, guys. Um, that's yep. what we, me and Bill, have been pushing that agenda for years, and finally, people are starting to listen. I think. Yeah, now's our now's our shot. <laughs> we can finally achieve our dreams. I had yeah. to um my backyard my uh I have a, a a porch patio area and it's uh directly under the sun pretty much all day there's no protection so I was like oh I'll put up a sun sail which is just a big uh basically like a triangle shaped tarp that goes above a part of your patio so I could just sit under it at points. I was uh, hoping you would just buy it a, a giant sailboat just to put in your backyard. Yeah, yeah, and then I'd hide underneath. I'd hide un, under the deck. Like, yes. Dan, what, are, what are you doing? I'm just me and my sailboat. Just a boy in his sailboat. <laughs> boy being a 37 year old man with a receding hairline and gray beard. But yes, a boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I used my knowledge of turnbuckles to mount the sun sail. And oh, I was really, see, wrestling wrestling comes in handy in all aspects of life. And it then really yeah, and then I, I hung string lights underneath that and I also oh. used turnbuckles. Uh, nice. So my uh my little backyard area is looking pretty good. As soon as I was done, my boy Tato uh took a poop right in the uh area right where I put the sun sail. So that was a nice start. Wait, wait right on top he, he got up to the roof and pooped on top of the sun sail? <laughs> no, he almost pooped on the sun sail when I had it sprawled out in the grass to measure it, which oh, I man. thought was – I, I would have lost my mind. I 
I would have been both laughing my ass off and furious at the same time. Cause, Absolutely. Because I don't want I don't want that hanging over my head when little dookie dookie sickles are falling on top of me. You know. Hell no. So I uh, but he as soon as it was done, it was like a nice shady area. I sat down. I'm like, all right, I did a good thing, and there he was, just popping a squat, dropping some dukes, and uh, that was it. That was my boy. That's my fucking boy. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have to do the same thing once I come see your your whatever it's called, a, a sailboat. Bill, I've invited you to this house several times. <laughs> You're never coming. <laughs> You've been here twice. I've been living here for almost two years. You've come twice. Whatever. Oh, Bill. Billy, Billy, Billy. Oh, Bring good. Hudson down. Bring Hudson down. He can hang out with Tato. Okay. And uh, is Hudson okay with getting humped by a pit bull? Because my dog seems to like humping. He's he's okay getting humped by Kato Kalen. I don't know about Tato. Okay, good, good, good. I'm writing that down. Kato Kalen, K-A-E. Are you, um... I was going to say you're looking forward to this weekend, but tomorrow's, like, <laughs> not a great day for you. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, shitty to laugh at, but it's also, like, it's funny when you go to ask the question. Like, are you looking forward to... Oh, no, you're not. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah great should be fun yeah really looking forward to it guys <laughs> oh yeah um as this podcast is gonna air it's gonna air on monday morning i am going to be going fishing and on uh on monday morning i'm going fishing i'm really looking forward to it uh i love fishing not good at it I know that's kind of weird to say, considering you're just putting a line in the water with a hook on it. But in my 37 years on this earth, I've caught one fish, two fish I could keep. I Well, I haven't fished probably since I was, you know, a lot younger. And I don't think I've ever caught anything. Ever. Billy, you got to come out in the boat, baby. It seems relaxing. It is. There is something really like being out. So Long Island has um. This is this is what fucking people come to is me describing the geography uh, of Long Island. But we have a the bay. We have like an inlet. So you have like Atlantic Ocean. Then there's a uh, Jones Beach. Then there's a body of water in between Jones Beach and Long Island called the inlet. Um, or it's whatever. It's like a bay. Um. And you just kind of sit in your boat. And what happens is, so the boat, so this is fishing to me. And um, I might not be describing this properly because I am, A, not a fucking fisherman, really. And B, I don't actually own a boat. So I just sit in my uncle's boat. But what it is, is you park the boat, basically. You drop your line. And then you sort of drift in the boat. And that's how you catch fluke. And then you drift, I don't know, 100 yards. You start the boat up again. You go back 100 yards to where you were, and you do it all over. And that is the entirety of the morning. It's like, as a person on the boat, it's great. I just sit there. Every now and then I reel in. I drink a little bit of my uh, my tea. Maybe I have an egg sandwich. We go up, go back to the thing, just put my line back in the water and sit there. But if you own a boat, imagine starting your car every, every like, 10 <laughs> minutes. 
<laughs> and then just driving it to another parking spot and putting it and turning it off again. <laughs> I was like, this is so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, that'll kill your uh, that'll kill your battery real quick. It's not a you know, but you know what? It's uh It's worth it. It's the life of a fisherman, and I am now a fucking fisherman. Yes, you are. You know what I was thinking about? We are on the uh, anniversary of our wrestling match at City Field. Are we really? We are. Um, I oh. don't. I for the record, I don't have that match. I can't watch it. Uh, but I kind of want to talk a little bit about that day because it was a funny day. <laughs> it was. It was a hilarious day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's what happened. So. Big Time Wrestling uh, was putting a show on uh, at City Field, which is where the New York Mets play baseball for mm-hmm. these for the one fan we have in New Zealand. Uh, it is a baseball stadium where the <laughs> Mets play. Where the Mets play. Bill is a huge Mets fan. Yes, my first word was actually Mets, and that is 100% true. I think uh, mine was something around food. I think it was milk. I don't know what it was. I don't have other first word. I think my mom's first word was shit, which is a nice. story that which is a story that we talk about. But I don't think I think my first word was probably just something like Bleh. and then they were like, oh my god, he said mommy. It's not true. Um, so I'm a baseball fan. I'm a big baseball. I'm a Yankee fan, but I'm not a, I'm not a Yankee fan that hates the Mets. Yeah. Um, I'm not in that school. Of th- I don't know. I just, I actually like Met games. I actually like City Field more than the Yankee Stadium, the new Yankee Stadium. It is a great, it's a great ballpark. Yeah. And, uh, not a big seat in the house. Yeah. It's a great, like, you know, there's a, there's a Shake Shack, of number one. Shack, yeah. There's more ice cream stations per, <laughs> per 100 feet than yeah. any other ballpark. Um, <laughs> It's not my favorite stadium I've ever been to. Um, I actually happen to like Camden Yards a lot, but City Field's a great, um, great, great little stadium. And yeah. Bill, Bill and I basically found out about the show, and Bill said, "I don't care what we're doing, mm-hmm. we're getting on the show." Yeah, 100%. So Bill and I uh, did the show for fifty dollars each. <laughs> we <laughs> we were so excited to do this show because we're like, "Oh, we're gonna wrestle at City Field." And then Bill and I were also of the mindset, like, we're going to have a bullshit match. We're going to be on a card no one cares about. And mm-hmm. then there's a, there were two cards. There was the uh, Indie Jobbers card. Mm-hmm. And then there was the uh, People Who Have Been on TV and Are Somewhat Famous card. And by yes. somewhat, I mean, like, Goldberg was there and Ric Flair was there. So, I mean, there are real famous people on there. Also, Aces and Eights. Aces Four and Eights. They disbanded. <laughs> Yeah, they booked Aces and Eights, which hadn't been a thing in four fucking years. You had Wes Briscoe showed up. He's like, I don't know why we're doing this. Me and Bill laughing our asses off. Anyway, so we have to go through, like, you go through security, you get into the thing, and uh, they put us into our locker room. So the talent, the, the name talent, Got to sit in the away team locker room. So it had, like, beautiful catering. Everyone had, like, big comfy seats. It There was TVs everywhere, super well air-conditioned. Bill, do you remember the room that we changed in? 
How could I forget? It was a bathroom. <laughs> it was just a bathroom. We all changed on the floor. We all sat on the floor. And then, and then when they brought in the catering, they just opened the door and threw sandwiches on the floor. And that's, that was sandwiches. Nobody even said anything. They opened the door and just threw a big box of sandwiches in there. And I think there's like a gallon of water and some cups. That's what yeah. we were given. Oh, that was good times. The, the 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 funny thing to me with that whole situation was now there was a security guard preventing anybody who wasn't a name going into that locker room. Meanwhile, literally the night before, we were it like a, a we were at the the Elks Lodge in Queens with half the roster. The most of the roster. Yeah, we were in the locker room in an Elks Lodge, which is the smelliest, smallest locker room with half of the people on this show. And we're just like, what the fuck? Bill is uh, calls over Brodus Clay. They know each other from, uh, uh, I guess, FCW. Mm-hmm. And Brodus Clay sneaks me and Bill into the, the away locker room by telling the security guard, and I quote, this is my security. <laughs> Now, Bill is a big boy, still smaller than Brodus Clay, but he's a big boy. Most people are smaller than Brodus Clay. Most big people are smaller than Brodus Clay. <laughs> I'm five foot nine. I weighed, at the time, 190. I was definitely not a bodyguard to anybody ever. Especially I- Brodus Clay, who is Snoop Dogg's former bodyguard. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's former bodyguard. Hired Team Tremendous to secure, make sure he was safe and secure in the away dugout. Oh, yeah. Um, also on the show was like Kurt Hawkins was on the show. Um, we had, it was like Ric Flair, the Nasty Boys, Goldberg. Bret Hart Andrew was there. Anderson. What's that? Andrew Anderson. Andrew Anderson, who. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew Anderson. I like Andrew Anderson. He is a nice guy. I I'm not gonna pretend I'm friends with him. We're not friends. Uh, he he got the name Andrew Anderson because he looks like Ole Anderson slightly. Mm-hmm. There was a um an autograph session before the show where you had all these names lined up. And at the end of that table was Andrew Anderson. <laughs> and, and this this is a fucking true statement. I'm really sorry, Andrew Anderson, but this is kind of funny. <laughs> so the kid sees Ric Flair. He sees... Was Scott Steiner on the show? I kind of feel like he was. He was. Okay, so you have Scott Steiner, Ric Flair, Goldberg, um, all these people. A kid sees Andrew Anderson. He goes, Daddy, who's that? <laughs> And the dad goes, oh, he's fucking nobody. And he just walked away. But he, he, was, he was maybe two feet from Andrew Anderson when he said that. And I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, oh, my God, these people are cold. <laughs> oh, that's great. So anyway, so now the way the card's built, there are two – there's two halves. The first half is the Andy Jobbers. And then when it gets to evening, nighttime, that's when the quote-unquote stars come out. Mm-hmm. Bill oh, and I, Dreamer was there, of course, too. Yeah, Dreamer was there. He, I think he was the one who informed us of what was about to happen 
as we were about to walk to the uh, entrance. <laughs> to the building? No, when we were going out. I oh, yeah. Think, didn't he come out? Like, we... Oh, okay, so we'll 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 get to that. You you just you just just uh, just keep going. So I just I remember so the the they had a card together, and uh, Earl Cooter was putting the card together. We were supposed to wrestle the now. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. We did wrestle Hale Collins. <laughs> Who? Hale. Hale, Hale? Collins. Hale Collins. Hale Collins. Oh, Hale Collins. Yeah. And Slick Wagner Brown. Hell because yeah. somebody had gone to us and said we were going to be wrestling in the parking lot during the show. Somebody had started a rumor that <laughs> the show that was going on inside the building, inside of City Field, there was going to be another show for people waiting online to get in. <laughs> and we were going to be wrestling in front of nobody outside. So anybody with common sense, not anyone with common sense, I think anyone who knows like logistics would be like, there is no way they're going to buy two rings to put in this, this thing. That was my all I thought. No. <laughs> well, it turns out a lot of people really did believe that, and a lot of people didn't show up to wrestle that day. Um. I'm not trying to shit anyone, but it's just like, you know, like it was just a shitty scenario where somebody just spread a lie to try and get a better spot in the show or try to sabotage the show or whatever it was. We get there. Earl Cooter's putting the matches together. And there are something like 12 matches in the first half of the show. And he goes, Team Tremendous versus Hale Collins and Slick Wagner Brown is the main event of the first show. <laughs> And I'm laughing my ass off at that because no one is going to give a fuck. <laughs> and then, you know, me and Bill were like, yeah, we made a event at City Field. That's what we <laughs> That's what we made a event at City Field in front of several thousand people. There was, um, like, se- was like 7,500 people there. Yeah, 7,500 people in a stadium that That's seats 53. Yeah. <laughs> seats 53 when, when you don't have seats on the grass. Oh. Seats yeah. fifty three thousand. So, <laughs> so, so, Cooter comes over to me and goes, "Hey, damn bad." By the way, Earl Cooter is now known as Brian Idol. So, I know some of you might be confused by that. So, Cooter goes, "Hey, Dan, I need you to help me give times out to these matches." So, not only am I being paid the least amount of money that I worked for in a very long time. <laughs> I'm now a matchmaker, which I wanted more money, but they didn't give it to me. Um, I think we even had to fight for the fifty dollars. Yeah, we it was a big it was a big thing to get the fifty dollars. Was like, uh, come on, man, look, like we we make way more than that. Please, just, I say way more. We don't make way more. We make more than that. Uh, way would imply uh, another two zeros, which is definitely not the case. Um, even one more zero to that's not realistic. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you do the card. The match was supposed to be the show was supposed to be like two hours long, two and a half hours long, and they needed us to be a hard stop at like six p.m. Whatever that time was. And so we we did the times, knowing that the people have to walk from the dugout to second base, which is going to take them at least a minute because they're all gloating and showboating. So using that logic. 
we put together a card that would have given the main event 15 minutes. We figured with overages and people taking whatever, we also knew that if we didn't wrestle, we weren't going to get the $50 that we were promised. (laughs) So I basically, they tell me to do this locker room speech, which I didn't really do a speech. It was more of like, hey, guys, please stick to your times. Uh, If you stick to your times, we have 15 minutes at the end to have a match. That's all we're asking for, 15 minutes. It's the June we're in the middle of the sun. <laughs> like, the sun's directly on us. We don't yep. want to wrestle for more, and we don't get paid if we wrestle less. <laughs> so let's just... Well, wouldn't you know, literally every match went under. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, every, every match was, like, three minutes. They all say three minutes. So then... We're like, oh, well, we'll have, like, a little bit longer of a match, but then there'll be, like, a time for people to have a piss break before the next show. Before we went to the ring, we were told, like, literally, like, minutes before we went to the ring, we were told... Dreamer was the one to to tell us this, I think. Minutes before we went to the ring, he went, we were told, hey, you have to wrestle until 5 o'clock. Or 6 o'clock, whatever time it was, 6 o'clock. It was... Five ten. <laughs> so two guys who, who begged and pleaded to get on the show just so they could say they wrestled at City Field. That is the sole reason we did this. 100%. Went from having a 15-minute match to needing to have a 50-minute match in the middle of the summer. <laughs> second base at City Field in front of a group of fans who did not give a fuck that we were there. <laughs> not a single per. I think my 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 I think my mom was there. My mom and dad were in the crowd. So I had family there. They were in section 215, <laughs> and oh, they yeah, yeah, yeah. they could have screamed my name forever. Mine were over by the foul pole, like 30, 30 rows back. Oh, it's so great. I love it. So we look at the people. So it's me, Bill, Hale Collins, Hale Collins, Hale Collins, and Slick. And we just look at each other and we go, I guess we're calling a lot of this out there. So we, the, we just walk for what feels like an eternity. We literally tried to milk our entrance because we, did, we didn't want to wrestle. And we milked it for like five minutes, and we still had 45 minutes left to wrestle. Yeah. And then they came out, and they were in the ring within a minute, and they cut their music to start the match. And I was like, God damn it. We were hoping for at least another five. <laughs> so we had this match. Um, I don't know how long we wrestled for. I Definitely not 50 minutes. No, we probably went a good, I'd 35. say, 35, 30 minutes. I think we went like 35 minutes. I'll, I'll say 30, 35 minutes. I'll say that's how long we were there. I remember we were just like, fuck this. Let's, let's just end it was, It was so hot. It was so hot. And we, me, and, me and Bill were like, this is fucking bullshit. So we go up. We hit our finish on Hale Collins. We win the match. So we won in the main event of the first half of a show at City Field. <laughs> and suddenly... Somebody comes to the ring. A fucking referee runs to the ring and goes, Impromptu Battle Royal. (laughs) (laughs) 
in this impromptu battle royal, seven more people came out. <laughs> so we had an 11 man battle royal. And poor Hale Collins, because we hit our finish on him about 10 times that <laughs> me, me and Bill are laughing, and we're like, fuck it, we're just going to do our finish again. So we just pick up Hale, we hit him with the finish. We then go on a little bit further, we start throwing people over the top rope. We realize Bill and I are in the ring alone with Hale Collins for the final three. So we just pick him up and we hit her finish a third time for no fucking reason. And we're laughing our fucking ass off in the ring. We hit the third one and then they just go, okay, you guys can get out of here now. So me and Bill <laughs> won an impromptu battle royal in the second half of the first main event yep. by not eliminating the last person. <laughs> That was great. I remember. So I, there's a couple of funny. There's other random moments I remember that I can't stop thinking about. Like they made Kurt Hawkins, uh, Brian Myers walk in from the uh, the the crowd during oh. the second half of the show because somebody saw the Shield do that and they were like, "That's cool. Let's have one of our guys do that." So it ended up being Hawkins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember that I remember we when me and Bill snuck into the the away room to like get catering for like the star the stars we're gonna get. I remember uh, the nasty boys staring at us like, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> I remember Pete Gas of the Mean Street Posse was initially put in the I, jobber locker room. <laughs> I forgot about. <laughs> we're in the locker room and Pete Gass is just standing in the locker room with us standing directly next to the shitty sandwiches we were being served and we're like what's hey Pete Gass he goes I don't even know what's going on and then suddenly someone grabbed him and brought him into the the, the A-list locker room <laughs> now, don't, no, no, no disrespect to Pete Gass no, but... super nice guy I actually really liked him but why why him <laughs> they literally looked for anyone who had ever been on TV who lived in the area and told them they were on the show too. And Pekas, super nice guy, hadn't wrestled in forever, like was just there. He's like, I, I'll do it. And like he just showed up. The guy is like a super successful business outside of pro wrestling. He was just like, oh, I'll come, whatever. They put him in the jobber locker room and made him stand next to the floor sandwiches. <laughs> What a gallon of water there, buddy. Sam oh, next to And I, I got to be honest. These sandwiches were, were just dog shit, too. They weren't even like. Yeah, they were like the uh, the sandwiches like your school provided you. Yeah. If you were going on like a class trip. This is summer camp lunch sandwiches. Yes, absolutely. Provided when you went to a shitty place at your summer camp. I never was in a summer camp. I'm kind of assuming this was like. I, I didn't have money growing up. We didn't go to camp. We went to my grandma's. I remember, okay. I remember another thing. I remember, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the main event was, I think it was Luke Gallows versus Scott Steiner. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when Goldberg hit the ring and speared Luke Gallows. And that's all he wanted to do. He's just like, I'm just giving you a spear and that's it. 
And Gallows gets up. He's like, no, fuck this. You're giving me a jackhammer. And put himself <laughs> in a jackhammer and jumped and almost killed himself because Goldberg <laughs> was not ready for that at all. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, Sex Ferguson, man. You can't just, you can't just, uh. You can't keep him down. Brother's got to take the big finish. I ain't jobbing to your B finisher, you mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was such a great day. It really was. It, it was it was the best worst day ever. Yes. That's how I looked at it. Absolutely. We got to say we wrestled at City Field. We got Shake Shack. It invented City Field. We won, we won two matches at City Field. Yeah, we're the only people to win two matches at City Field. Yeah. We yeah. hit our finisher three times on one person. <laughs> and he was very upset about it. <laughs> he was like, man, well, I got to keep taking these bumps. Until <laughs> this, this day, he brings it up. He's like, you know, my, you know, my hip is just not the same after that match. <laughs> but... <laughs> There was so much about that day. The best part, also the doctor. We had a doctor for, you had to get a doctor in New York State to examine you. And the doctor didn't know to examine the B locker room. <laughs> Wait, I got to sit in here with the losers? And he went into the hallway. And we all had to get checked out in the hallway because he wouldn't sit in the locker room with us. That was one of the best days. That was. I really enjoyed that day. It was hilarious. I wrestled in the, that's the second the the first that's like the biggest venue I've ever wrestled in one. And it's I've also wrestled at a venue directly across the water from City Field. Directly across from the water. Mm-hmm. On the other side of LaGuardia Airport. You, wait, you wrestled on the side of LaGuardia Airport? The, the other side of LaGuardia Airport. So, like, if if City Field's on the east side of LaGuardia Airport, this venue is on the west side of LaGuardia Airport. Rikers Island? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. I wrestled at a penitentiary. That's <laughs> Oh my God! I would, I would enjoy doing that. I if 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 the opportunity ever came again, I would jump all over it. I can tell you that was one of my favorite uh, matches I've had was at Rikers Island because I thought for sure we'd have to beat the shit out of each other because these inmates weren't going to buy pro wrestling, mm-hmm. and they ended up being the best fans. Aside from the fact they were murderers, the best fans. <laughs> These, by the way, we we did it. We wrestled for lifers who were on good behavior. That's what we, that's who we wrestled. Mm-hmm. We didn't wrestle like you know uh, people waiting to go to court. We wrestled the people that were going to be there forever and being transferred to Sing Sing. That's who we wrestled for. Mm-hmm. Um, this was another. This is a fun, this is actually a pretty fucking funny story. We, so you have to drive to Rikers Island, and when you go to Rikers Island, there's like a bridge. So from like what is essentially a residential slash somewhat commercial area in 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 Queens, you mm-hmm. drive over this like two lane bridge to Rikers, and there's like guards at either end, and you go in, and it looks like a fucking 
middle school. It doesn't look like a prison. It looks like a middle school. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> oh, it's... It, it made me realize that, like, why I felt like my high school was a prison. It's because I think the same people designed it. <laughs> <laughs> so we get there, and I'm, like, pulling up, like, whatever. The ring was already there. This We were doing it for a company called PWR, which I've talked about, which is the born-again Christian wrestling company that had the guy uh, who stole the money from the, the – or I believe, or is assumed to have stolen the money from the church. Oh, right, right, yeah. Demolition blast of yep. the famed demolition. <laughs> so demolition blast drove a church van with a bunch of the students in the church van. But here's the thing: the church van didn't have seats in the back. Oh, so good. So what they did was they took some of the I guess folding chairs and like the stacking chairs and just lined them up in the van as if they were seats in a car. Oh my God. They made the right hand turn to go over that bridge and one of the seats went through the window (laughs) (laughs) and it just exploded a window outside of Rikers Island. (laughs) We all, we all walk into the building and we get the. You ever see the the music video for Saint Anger by Metallica? Of course. You ever see like the 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 making of of that video or basically yeah. they they had this that. they gave a speech where they go, look, if you're held hostage or there's a riot, we do not negotiate for uh, captives. We will wait this out until it is over. So that's that's the ruling on this, basically. Rikers gave the same exact speech to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shitty Dan Barry. <laughs> oh man. Demolition Blast shows up with ready ready for it. Uh-huh. Football shoulder pads with spikes drilled through them. For fuck's sake. Really? Yeah. yeah. Now here's the best part about that. One Two things. One, he thought he could bring that into a prison. <laughs> and two, that was Legion of Doom's outfit. <laughs> it was a demolition's outfit. <laughs> and all of us were looking at this guy like, are you a fucking idiot? <laughs> like, oh, what? I didn't think I could, couldn't do this. So I heard that speech, and here's what I, I know. Right. I've been a pro wrestler for a long time. At that point, it was like 15 years. But now it's like, you know, 20 years. Uh, no, this would have been less than that. It would have been 2009. I've been there for like nine years, 2009, 2008. Uh, if someone were to attack me one on one, I could probably wrestle you to the ground. I have a pretty I'm pretty good at wrestling. I'll get you. I'll get you on the ground. I'll hold you in a side triangle. I'll try and put you to sleep. If more than one person came after me to beat me up, I'm probably going to get beat up. Like that, I, that was the logic I had going into this prison. Like there's no reason for me to worry. I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me if more than one of the people attack me. All of the younger wrestlers were fucking shaking. <laughs> shaking. <laughs> I'm the first match because like a pro, I'm double booked. Of course. I, have, I had another booking that day. I had to leave. 
we go on first. I am telling you, we, me and this guy, Chris Forza, who doesn't wrestle anymore, uh, opening spot, t- grab the head, shoot off, take a tackle. Bill, the pop that that got. Unbelievable. <laughs> and me and Forza, I hit the tackle. He goes down. They pop like crazy. I look at him. I smile. I go, fucking 80s wrestling, baby. So we fucking just did only 80s wrestling spots. That's all we did. Yeah. Um, the weirdest thing about it was the crowd was on one side of the gym and there were armed guards at either ring post by that side. Uh-huh. I, was, I was like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I feel I feel like I'm doing like, you know, drop kicks and I did a tope next to a guy with a fucking assault rifle. Um, anyway, we had an easy match. I won. It was great. On the way to the ring, I was wearing blue tights and they were going so whoop. I was like, what the fuck is that? So I leaned over to the guard. I'm like, what are they saying? They go, uh, they're bloods, and they think you're a crip. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look at this pasty fucking piece of shit. Look at his accountant wrists. He must be in a gang. So anyway, the match after ours is this, this is the highlight of the moment for me. There's actually two other highlights. Match after ours is, features magic. The wrestler Magic, one of the guys who trained Chris Dickinson and, and Jaka, um, comes out to the ring and he goes, let me guess, y'all are innocent. And they started cheering. And he goes, you know what the difference between you and me is? I'm going home today. Oh, man. <laughs> the fucking crowd's like standing up, giving him the finger, like screaming at him. The guard looks up and goes, who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> so fucking great. <laughs> oh. This is the life of being a wrestler, guys. Bill, what yeah. was your what was your best venue? I know you have to get off of here soon, but I ask, what's your favorite venue? My favorite venue? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. Well, I mean, City Field is definitely there. Now, favorite venue as in, like, you know... Best worst. Best worst. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. I wrestled in. Where was it? Oh, somewhere in Florida. It's called the Swamp Cabbage Festival. I think I've heard this. <laughs> and uh, it was in. They must have just built this building that day. Just it was just very strange because it was it didn't look like a real building. It just looked like like a kid just was like, you know what, I'm gonna make a fort today. But they made ooh, it look, big enough. Ooh, look at this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that that was that was up there. Um, and that featured a great match between myself, EC3, and Trent Beretta, which uh, featured a, a triple nut grab. Then we all kissed each other on the lips. And then took a bump. And for whatever reason, like the crowd was hot up until that moment. And it just. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? I don't know. <laughs> Weird that the three of you don't work there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there, there's a few. I got to think of them. Um,. I mean, best, best arena or venue, 
I would say would either be the Mid Hudson Civic Center or the ECW Arena. The ECW Arena is great. Uh, it's one of the ones. Mid Hudson is actually what I've never wrestled in, and I always wanted to, because yeah. I've seen like old WWF film uh, matches from there, and uh, that's one of the venues I've always wanted to go to. Yeah, yeah, it's a great venue. Let's run you know a show what? at the Mid Hudson Civic Center. Get that going, Bill. I got you. I'll listen. I'll take care of that. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll wrap on that. Okay. <laughs> me asking Bill to book a show so that I can get on it. <laughs> My own tag partner turning me down ever so slightly. Guys, go to <laughs> teamtremendous.bigcartel.com to get all the merch from my garage. Go to prowrestlingtees.com slash teamtremendous to buy all the shirts that we have. Uh, we want to make more shirts, but we don't really think everyone's buying them right now. If you buy shirts from us uh, for the entire month of June, all the money is going to the Trevor Project. So uh, please, uh, if you can, support. Um Social media, the Dan Barry at WWE Dutch. Bill, what do you want to put over today? Oh, uh, let's see. What about uh, Web TV? Go out and buy yourselves a Web TV because those are cool. Um, Bill, I don't know if that's a thing anymore. No. 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 Well, that's strange. Wow. Who would have thought that wasn't going to work? It's a thing of the future, right there. Web TV. Anywho, so you guys, thanks for uh, listening. And uh, hey, Bill, let's go grab Hail Collins and hit him with our finisher again. That is not a bad idea at all. <laughs> <laughs>